Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four of the Dan O'Neill Show. For those that do not know, my name is Dan O'Neill. I am the founder of the O'Neill Team at Signature Premier Properties. We are Long Island's number one real estate team, subjectively. Bam. Soon, soon to be objectively. Absolutely. Bam. <laughs> um, so for those who are new to the show, on episode one, we had Brian Carp, Long Island's number one individual sales agent. Episode two, we had Charles Weinrob, a.k.a. the handsome homebuyer, who is Long Island's social media guru. Episode three, we had Jeremiah Dalton, a top investor on Long Island. And now for episode four, we have the man, the myth, the legend, CEO and founder of Tilbury Success Solutions. Success Solutions. I messed that up a little bit, but... No, you got it. It's okay. fine. Yeah. All right, good. Uh, leading and training, content, all things social media, all things real estate, Mr. J.B. Bolvedin. Thanks for having me, Dan. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I, I, I had to make sure that I said it right. <laughs> Everyone always gets tripped up on that. But uh, but I'm, thank you for being here. I'm happy to, uh, honored to have you here for, for episode four. Honored to be here. We've been working together uh, quite a bit over the last year between Hot Rides and Real Estate, between the Real Estate Revolution, other projects and, and ventures that we've been doing. More recently, the, the New Agent podcast that we are teamed up with with Charles Weinrob. Yeah. So I'm honored to have you here. I'm super excited. You are an absolute wizard when it comes to real estate. And after we did that podcast a few weeks ago with, with Charles and, and the new agent, Amanda, I had to get you on the show because you are just, the amount of real estate knowledge that is in your brain is, is ludicrous. And Thank you. I just speaking with you every single day, learned so much from you. And I wanted to be able to put that out there for other agents, for other people, um, for you to you know, help train and teach. And even if somebody can learn one thing from this episode, it makes it all worth it. Yeah, 100%. So... For those that don't know, give maybe like a little bit of a quick synopsis uh, on your background, you know, kind of what you what you do, what your company does, um, so that way we can just jump right into this. Sure, sure. So for those of you who don't know who I am, my name is J.B. Bolvedin. I'm the founder and CEO of Tillery Success Solutions, the number one real estate consulting company on the East Coast. By the end of the year, the country. Oh, yeah. By the end of next year, oh, the yeah. world. <laughs> so, and Mars. And Mars. We're going to go. We'll test the, you know, Elon Musk going to Mars, so we might as well consult out there too, right? You, you can actually buy real estate on Mars right now, which is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, from who? Yeah. I mean, True. <laughs> Me soon. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, so it's, it's interesting. I got into the real estate business when I was 19 years old. And uh, I got in at one of the worst times. It was during the Great Recession. And uh, I learned a lot of things the hard way. And... Uh, I didn't even know that there was training. I didn't even know that there was like someone you could go to or coaching or even a book you could buy. Mm-hmm. So I started to develop a lot of a lot of things that helped me gain where where I got to go. And 2018 was my last year really selling real estate. And uh, we we did 43 transactions on my team. But here's the interesting thing: uh, we didn't buy any leads, mm-hmm. didn't do any posts on social media. It was all self-generated, and I only dealt with three out of the 43. And, and, sp- and you were in LA for, for a couple months too, yeah, right? Yeah, I was in LA for three months Wow! during that time. So at that moment, I realized, you know, through, through training is I trained these people and they were able to self-generate and I was doing training exclusively for a real estate brokerage at the time and I decided I want to kind of open up and, and, and share this with other people because I, I think that everyone is great. They just don't realize it yet. And yeah. there's a lot of things that you can do to get it done. So what I do with my company is when I created it... Um, Two years ago now, mm-hmm. uh, I came up with the idea February 3rd of 2019. February 20th, I secured my building. <laughs> you, don't, you don't waste any time. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I invested in it, I only had enough money to pay for three months of wow. rent there. And uh, I still need to furnish it, hire people, build out a studio, do all these things that I promised myself and others. 
So, uh, you know, I, we moved in in April, uh, hired everyone in May, did our grand opening in June. And then from there started to build out uh, coaching programs, training programs for individual agents, for brokerages. Uh, and now we're in the media space, which yep. was, uh, it's funny, that was by accident. All that media creation was designed for me initially. And then mm -hmm. it started to happen as we started to do this show and that show and this project and that project. And before you know it, uh, we, we actually, in the real estate space, when it comes to media creation for promotion, yep. not for real estate photography, uh, I would have to say we're number one at that. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, it's, uh, you know, that, that's something that I'm proud of and kind of like it'll be cool for us to, you know, when we talk a little bit later, we can even discuss some, some strategies for some people with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think what, what you guys are doing that's super special too is aside from the training and the coaching and the mentoring that you guys offer and even just the space, you know, you guys, is, your office is, you know, amazing. It's Thank super you. cool. It's like a Google space. Um, but aside from all that, what you guys have now shifted into is, is videos and production. And it's not necessarily, like you said, real estate photography or pictures or whatever, yeah. but it's videos for branding. So it's branding individual agents with these videos, such as the hot rides in real estate and all of these other productions that you guys are coming up with. I talk about it all the time. Like it is so important for you yourself, if you're listening as an agent or anyone really in this space to brand yourself. Oh yeah. Whether you're an attorney, an agent, a lender, an inspector, whatever you, just an entrepreneur in general. Like if you're not branding yourself, if you're not making videos for yourself, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. And what you guys offer, if, for those that do not know you, is you have the training, you have the coaching, and now you also have the media and the production as well. Yeah, like to be like a one-stop shop because uh, it's a plug-in that allows someone to really like, you know, grow from it. You're a great example of, of what branding can bring, mm -hmm. you know, because you, you brought, in a very short amount of time, you've gained a lot of success, and I think a lot of people negate the fact that one, it's hard work, Yeah. and two, there's a big branding component, you know, so I think a lot of people think Instagram or Facebook was a toy mm -hmm. instead of a tool. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and it's a free tool too, which is which is even better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, a lot of people aren't taking advantage of it, and they're not taking the time to build content. They think it's a hobby. Yeah, it's actually more important than even sometimes uh, the things that they consider fundamental. Agreed. So we we always talk about this number and this statistic, right? That eight out of ten agents, I believe, fail out after the first year, or, or nine. Yeah, you're looking at about an eighty-five to ninety percent, depending on what market, attrition rate in the, after after the first year. So to start this off, what would you say or like what would be your first piece of advice maybe to, to a new agent that maybe is struggling or maybe is in that, that percentile that oh, I can't really, I can't get anything going or I can't get this started. Like what would you tell somebody right now that is struggling? What can they do to maybe get over that hump or to push through it? Because I know I have the, the agents on my team who you know, have the, the first few months of difficulties. I know that my first couple months were an absolute nightmare. And there becomes a point in time where like you do want to quit or you do want to go elsewhere or you're not making money. Yeah. So just right off the bat, like what would be something that somebody right now can implement and do to maybe help get over that hump? Okay. So th that's a great question. So it's kind of like building a house, right? Like if we get all the right materials and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. I love it. I love it. So it's like building it on like a muddy foundation. Okay. So a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm going to get my cold call scripts in and I'm going to kill it. It's mm -hmm. like real reality. There's a little bit more to it than that that they gotta do. So first, first things first, uh, when I mentioned this in, in the thing that we did together, which is what's called the integrity check. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people are constantly uh, making promises and breaking them, but it's not to other people, it's to themselves. Right. So we have to build up confidence because a lot of the things that people, the promises they don't keep to themselves are things that they actually can accomplish and do. Yeah. Like so first thing you gotta do is when you get started is every single thing you promise yourself, you have to do. If you say you're gonna wake up at a certain time, make a certain call, have your clothes ready, do this or do that, whatever it is, you have to do it. Why? Because 
you'll boost your confidence up significantly. Because if you're having a hard time waking up, mm -hmm. you're going to have a really hard time making a call. You're going to yeah. have a really hard time following up. Yeah. Uh, so that's the first thing. Uh, the next thing after that is you want to observe. You want to determine who or what you're going to make your stable datum. What a stable datum is is something that you look at. What is <laughs> no, I, I love it. Yeah. I, just, I just love listening. You know, Thank I you, love man. learning from you. So the stable, the stable datum uh, is something that um, is basically that you look at and you uh, you say, okay, I'm going to take this as my, my guidance. Kind of like if you're a soccer player and you look at Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. That's your stable datum for how you're going to play soccer. You got to do that for your business. Okay. And for your health and for your finance and everything else. Uh, next thing is clean your hands up. So what that means is some people are doing some things that they're not proud of. Yeah. The, let me ask you something. If you had uh, something controversial in your life or something that's scandalous, mm -hmm. would you want to run for president of the United States? Absolutely not. Why? Because it's going to come back and it's going to come to fruition and come to light and me, you know, it's going to come to light now. Exactly. Hell, hell no. Hell, exactly. hell no. I'm exactly. For nothing. Yeah. So the thing I is. I went to college. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, look, the thing is, is that when people have these type of things in their life, and it doesn't have to be like, again, everyone has different versions of what this is. Some of it could be bad. Some of it could be embarrassed, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. What happens is when someone has something that they're withholding, uh, it prevents them from reaching. They won't put themselves on camera. Right. They won't put themselves on to get attention because they're afraid of exposing something else. Mm -hmm. So the, the very next thing you have to do is, is clean up your credibility on the back end too. So now you can ruthlessly go out into the marketplace yeah. and nothing can stop you from, from doing that. I know it sounds I a like that. That's, that's a really interesting take. Yeah. For, for me personally, I mean, I'm pretty open about it. You know, my four or five years ago before I even got into real estate, I mean, I definitely was in a bit of a rut, you know, depression wise and our hospitality industry kind of synonymous with maybe drinking and I fell yeah. into that trap a little bit. So, I mean, I'm open and honest about it and looking back at pictures of myself or videos of myself or memories like being at family parties and stuff like that. Like I, I hate seeing myself like that, but it, it's, it's so amazing to see like, even though I, I took a picture yesterday and I posted it on my Instagram last night, like just how far I've come and how proud I am of myself. Yeah. And it's really interesting to see because other people um, feel have that same sentiment. So Absolutely. although maybe four or five years ago, I wasn't the best person. I, I didn't do the best things, right? Now I can say that I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of the person that I, that I am today. And I'm happy, right? But you're 100% right. If, if you have that baggage or if you have that stuff in, in your past. Handle it. Handle it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't, shouldn't be like, just, just so everyone knows, this is really important. We've all had things happen to us and have done things that we regret. Mm -hmm. all of us it's not what you did that defines you it's what you do after that does right. so the most important piece of that is to just understand that okay whatever you need to work on when it says handle it doesn't mean you have to bury it you just resolve it with whatever or whoever you need to and yeah. then you can feel very confident and comfortable about putting yourself out there because you're actually not in the real estate business you're in the mm -hmm. people business yeah so if you have a difficult time with a relationship with yourself it's gonna be very difficult to build a rapport with someone else and the more you get that comfort, the better it is. I'm sure you're better with people today than you were four years ago. Absolutely. But I'm sure you also like yourself, love yourself a lot more, mm -hmm. maybe than you did four years ago too. Right. So the rapport relationship with yourself is better. Uh, it's not about making a bad thing good. It's about just making something that's good, better, regularly, and forever. Now, when it comes to the business component of it, like what to do next, yeah. is you have a few options here. Um, there's a cost perspective and then there's an energy perspective. So if you're getting into sales and you're going to spend the time, I think you should become economically bulletproof. Mm -hmm. So there's two things that you can do and learn that cannot be taken away from you. One is your ability to truly sell. If you can sell, no matter what the economy, you will make money. You will never be unemployed. You will never have problems. Right. So a lot of people try to avoid the phone. When I talk to new people, they're like, I'm not really a phone person. I'm more like an in-person person. 
But how are you going to get in person if you won't call it? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, because they also don't have the energy to knock on the door. So, first things first is make a list of everything you hate doing and get really good at that. Yeah. Really good. Uh, and, and work on your sales skills. After that, also work on your brand so they can relate it to something. From then on, if you want to buy leads or other pieces, I don't discourage it because a chair needs four legs, right? Of course. So uh, you can't build a chair on one leg. So I, w- I, would, I would have four different pillars of the way you're doing things, which is lead generation, yep. branding, mm-hmm. paid promotion, mm-hmm. networking. Yeah. And it's funny. When I talk to agents um, who maybe are struggling or who seek advice you know, over Instagram or maybe even across the country, whatever it yep. may be, you know, they'll tell me, oh, you know, I've been in the business for five months. I'm struggling or a year. I can't really get things going. And my first question is, how many hours a week are you spending in the, on the business? And oftentimes they're kind of like, I don't know, you know, like they, they're like taken back by it. Yeah. But that's really the biggest thing. How, how can you expect to succeed if you don't know how many hours you're putting in? Totally. This business is, it's an interesting business and it's a unique business in the sense that you have to treat it as if it is your own company, as if, as if it is your own business, whether you work for Element or Signature or Coldwell, it's you, the individual agent, Absolutely. the individual brand. So if you're not treating it that way and you're not treating it like it's a business, like look at um, a bunch of these, you know, the biggest corporations like Ford, someone's last name, mm-hmm. right? Like Toyota, whatever. Now, these yeah. are all people's last names. These are all, um, you know, started by somebody. So if you're not treating your real estate sales profession as if it's your own business, you're already treating it wrong from, from the start. And it's, a, and it's about branding as well. Yeah. So my first question to everyone is always, how much, are you, how much time are you putting into it? And they'll go, oh, 10, 15, 20, 30 hours. You're never going to succeed that way. No. You have to be obsessed with this business. You have to be working in the first thing in the morning when you go home, when, you know, when, you're, when you're about to go to sleep, you should be educating yourself, watching videos, watching podcasts, on social media, educating, whatever it may be. You have to totally sacrifice and, and put the time and effort and energy in. And if not, then you know what? Maybe you're going to do two or three deals and then maybe you're going to choose another career path. But the easiest thing to do is look at how much time you're spending on, on this business. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because it, it, you, know, you said 15, 30 hours, right? That same person that spends 15, 30 hours on their business, if you said, hey, I want to open up a store, it's going to be closed um, Monday through Friday. (laughs) It's going to be open all weekend. And on some weekdays, it'll be open like from like five to seven. Yeah. Like you're going to, you're going to, you're going to go bankrupt. (laughs) (laughs) And and the easiest thing too is, listen, there's open houses to do. There are podcasts to watch. There are trainings to do. You can always be doing something in this business. I hate when people say that they're bored or that they can't find something. Of course, listen, there are days where like... I mean, like today, I don't have, a, I don't even have 20 minutes to spare, right? But then there are days where like I have two hours and I can just, I'm like, oh, wow, I guess I can go get a car wash today or, or whatever it may be. But if you're always staying busy and you're always looking for that next task and you're, you're blocking 20, 30 minute intervals for, for I'm going to make calls here, I'm going to learn here, you're going to stay busy and, and you're going to succeed. What would you say for somebody that is maybe doing 20 to 30 deals that is having success, but now is maybe stuck at that level? What is something that someone like that could implement to now maybe double their business. Boom. All right. So this is a really, really good topic. So these guys have administrative problems more than they have mindset problems. Amen. So what's happening is, is that uh, they're usually, they, they disorganized. They don't have any policies in place. Because if you're doing 30, 40 plus transactions or 20, 30, mm-hmm. uh, they don't have, usually when you start to become overwhelmed, you can't scale out. There's a few things happening. Every single buyer you're dealing with is not a policy-based thing. You haven't created a codified way of dealing with buyers. You're kind of winging each one. Yeah. So now you're kind of all over the place instead of having like, so me, I have a policy. I do this with people with a bigger business. You can do it when you're getting started too, but when you're bigger, it's easier. Do the math of how much money you make and then do the math how much you're worth an hour. Mm-hmm. Now imagine if you had an employee, um, how much would you spend on them to take someone out before you're like, I'm not willing to pay this money anymore. Yeah. 
So like, let's say on the buyer end of things, I would have a codified buyer process. I would have a rule of how much my time is worth. Then I would also have a rule of after going to a certain amount of appointments, are we losing or winning? Because some people chase the dream. Like it's, I'm already in so deep, I might as well see it all the way through, forgetting that it's costing them so much time and money that they could have had with other leads. Yeah. So codified process for that. For listings, I would systemize. There shouldn't be like a struggle on, like when you get something up on the market, uh, how are you building it out? What's happening? Who do you call for what? It should all be already checklisted and someone else roll with it. And then we're working on also, I would tell them is working on bringing on personnel. There's a lot of agents that are looking to get experience in the business. You could take the time to really vet someone that you could bring on and mentor them. Yeah. Um, they can work for your business and get an education worth six figures. Mm-hmm. And then they can work with you and yeah. collaborate with you. So for those guys going to the next level, I say you have to get your, you have to get your administrative a management part of it handled because they became very good salespeople and in the process they became bad business people yeah and that's why they're stuck at that number but the good news is that's easier to fix but they have to kind of step back for a that's second what, that's what i was going to say yeah and, and i mean i can i i very much so relate to that because that's that's kind of the position that i'm in and of course it's not the 20 or 30 deal mark it's a lot more than that at this point but I am self-aware that I need to bring on more help. I'm self-aware that I need to implement more structures and systems. And that's why you and I have had conversations about, you know, some of those things. And it's, it kind of ties into when you, when you get to a certain level, you have to almost take a step back to put all these systems and and implement the right structures. So that way you can get back in and now double your business. Because if you're doing, what what is the, the, the quote, if you're doing $10 an hour activities, when you want to be doing, or you should be doing a hundred, whatever it may be, whatever the quote is, I'm sorry, I'm not a, quote guy, but that's what you need to focus on. And, and I can relate to that wholeheartedly because that's that's where I'm at right now. Not at that deal mark, but where I am in my business, I need I need admins, I need more transaction coordinator, I need more assistance, I need more help Yeah, because you can't be stuck doing the smaller activities if you want to scale. Yeah, that's actually called DevT. Uh, DevT is stands for- There's <laughs> always a name to it, I love it. <laughs> so it's, it's easier to refer back to, you know? So yeah, yeah. You know, DevT stands for develop traffic. Okay. So here you are on the top of the totem pole, right? In your, in your, in your, in your team, in your organization. Mm-hmm. Now someone here is supposed to be doing something, but they don't know how to do it. So it jumps over to this guy mm-hmm. who also doesn't know how to do it and then it ends up with you. Yeah. So all this traffic is developing in your space that should have been handled in steps below but that's because there was no policy put in place. Now, what, what can happen over time is that uh, we've seen this happen. You've seen some companies, uh, like everyone's afraid of the step back. And I think what happens when people are afraid of the step back, they don't realize if you go harder, uh, you have these constant things you have to do damage control on mm-hmm. and reputation management on. And I'm not referring specifically to no, that. No, 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 yeah, of course. Um, but I think that's what people don't realize. Is like, it's okay to stop. Like we stopped. We grew really fast on the training end. Yeah. And then we stepped back to get into the media end of it. And now... Mm-hmm. As the media is growing now, like we're, that's something we don't even advertise that we're getting called on every day. We haven't even pushed it yet. Yeah. Just as we're about to do that, now we're getting into app development, website build outs, <laughs> CRM build outs. So, but the, these step backs are very important because we, we're, you, know, you can project what the next problem is going to be. Because yeah. eventually the way you want to run your company is like a CEO where you don't have to be in the trenches. You can, you can, you can have it be an executive, manage it, and have it be self-sufficient. And when that right. happens, that's where you can go from, you know, that's where a company goes from 1 million to 20 million, 50 million, Absolutely. things like that. I wholeheartedly agree. And then again, that's something that I, I'm working on and, and implementing too, because you're right, you're, you get to a certain level and if you don't have the right systems and structures, your service falls off, your time falls off, your, your mindset, your attitude yeah. falls off. And it, and it goes to an interesting topic that I was going to bring up later, but is burnout. Yeah. Um, 
so it's something that I've heard this word so many times over the last year, like be careful of burnout because people know how hard I'm working. Yeah. And with COVID going on, you couldn't really vacation, no really time off. It was really just like once we were back and allowed to sell, it was kind of just no whole bars, just, you know, eight days a week, 100 hours a week, whatever it may have been. Yeah. There's really no stopping time. So I saw something last night that was pretty funny. Ryan Serhant posted a video making fun of people that have said the word burnout. Yeah. I didn't even know what burnout was, whatever. I can honestly say that I think, I mean, there was a lot of things going on at the same time, you know, between buying the house and renovating and making the Lord a signature and a few other things. I think that I actually suffered, or I suffered, but I think I had a little bit of burnout. Sure, sure. And it was really interesting for me because whereas normally I'm a people person, I love talking, I love doing this, I love talking on the phone all day. I didn't really want to take anyone's call for, for a week or so. Um, I wanted like my own kind of space. I didn't want to do the normal things that I was doing and that made me happy. Yeah. So what was really interesting for me is I kind of had to put it into perspective. I have to take a step back to scale in order to grow. I have to get these systems and structures in place so that way I can go back to doing what I love to do yeah. and that is selling. And the word, whether Ryan Serhant believes it exists or not, I, I think it does. And yeah. if you are in that 30, 40, 60, 100, 200 deal mark, whatever it may be, but if you don't have the right help, you're going to fall into that trap and you're going to experience it too. Absolutely. It's it's. It's, I actually, I don't even tell anyone. You're the first person I've ever told that I just had that. But I definitely had burnout for about a week or so. And But it's all about putting it into perspective because yeah. you know what? Although some of these calls and these problems and these issues are annoying and, they, and they're, they're tasking and they're tough, I love this business. And putting it into perspective, I am so grateful for all the business, the support, the love, those calls maybe that you know you can't stand at 10 o'clock at night. you got to be grateful for it because of course, yeah. if your phone wasn't ringing, you wouldn't be doing it you wouldn't be doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny with burnout, uh, a little, I'll give you a little shortcut to it, like a GPS to it. Okay. So burnout only occurs when you're prevented from producing. Amen. So, Amen. Cause, yeah, cause, so, so, <laughs> Amen. Because the thing is that someone might look and be like, wow, you know, Dan did, it was, I don't want to get it wrong, 155 transactions or was it 156? Something like that, yeah. Okay. So 156 transactions are like, wow, well, well Dan's probably a 400 transaction guy. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's getting burned out. Yeah. You know, so like that, that's what, that would be my interpretation of it. Because if you're the renovations that buying the house, these are all great things. Right. But they might be preventing you from producing. Yeah. I never, I never heard that before. That's actually, that's a really, that's true again. Yeah, you, 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 won't, you won't burn out if you're producing. We, we got to put like a, uh, like a light bulb, you know, like for every, <laughs> every, every little snippet of JV. Like you literally are just an absolute real estate genius. But you're right, 100%. And all those things do kind of, you know, the accounting and switching over the house to this, that, the other. They do prevent you from doing what you're producing, which is yeah. what you love. And that's maybe where the burnout does come from. And I think it's also, too, just the, the year that it's been not being able to maybe take totally. that week off or that weekend off and – you know, with everything going on, it's it's tough. There's a lot going on in the world right now where, where people are definitely struggling. Absolutely. So more positive note, why is content so important? Why is branding yourself as an agent so important? I know that you've gotten a ton of agents started, not going to name them, but they maybe are on shows in, in, on Netflix right now, out east, um, a lot of agents here nationally. I know that you have had a big part in helping them get started. So those agents have all done a great job of branding, videos, the whole nine. Why is branding yourself as an agent so, so, so important, whether you're at the one deal, two deal, 100 deal, or if you're Ryan Serhant, you know, why is that so important and why should you be doing that today? So, uh, well, I would say this, this is something everyone needs to really understand. No one's going to brag about you more than you. No one's going to promote you more than you. And uh, you have to look at from a perspective of content and branding. Mm -hmm. You know, when I say the greatest, when I say boxer, who do you think of? Muhammad Ali. Right. 
Muhammad Ali, by the way, I love Muhammad Ali, so don't put in the comments about to say something bad. <laughs> <laughs> Muhammad Ali, as far as stats is concerned, is not the greatest. Yeah. But everyone calls him the greatest, and that's because Muhammad Ali, for 15, 20 years, called himself the greatest before anyone else did. Right. So what happens is, is that you are creating and setting the storyline for the way people are going to react to you. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, like, here's the thing, you're raised to be humble. Yeah. Uh, most people are, right? Like, so... Uh, as you should be yeah yeah but I think what what I wish my parents told me was as a person when I go to meet people uh, I'm a humble guy like I think a lot of people talk to me like this whenever I like get on a show or I do a seminar they're like oh dude I wasn't expecting you to talk like that (laughs) 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 you know so you know because I'm actually very like reserved unlike you know when the button's not pushed right so I think from a personal perspective, being humble is important, but what I wish my parents told me, and I, and I hope everyone tells their kids this, when you're doing a business, humility doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You, what you have to do is you have to make sure everyone knows who you are because 90% of the people, this is why content's important, 99% yep. of the people that don't do business with you, the only reason why they didn't do it is because they didn't know you existed. Yeah. So the number one thing you have to do is everyone's afraid of rejection. That's why they're not putting content out. But the thing is, is that the first stage of a business is non-existence. The next stage is uh, not interested. Automatically, uh, and I'll, I'll give you proof. So when you get out of non-existence or something, they don't know you exist, and then you tell them about yourself, yep. immediately the next thing is not interested. Here's mm-hmm. proof. You go to a store, your intention is to buy something, and you know you're going to need someone's help there to help you get it down or find it for you. Yeah. You walk in and, hey, welcome to the store. Do you help with anything? You're like, no, I'm good. Has, have you done that before? Yeah. But you, you know you need them, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the next guy comes up to you and help you like, yeah, actually, do you have blah, blah, blah and stuff? So the reason why this happens is because this is a natural reaction of when someone gets out of non-existence, it's for you to not be interested. You know the gold digger pranks when the guy asks a girl for a number? Mm -hmm. You know, and for those of you who don't know what it is, basically it's guy asks a girl, you know, girl's on her phone texting, minding her own business, and this guy walks up to her, asks her if she wants to go get coffee or a phone number. She says she's not interested. Then he walks over to his Lamborghini, and she's like, oh, is this your car? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is one of the best lessons in sales ever. Here's why. What people don't realize is they're like, oh, she's a gold digger. No, she's not. Because, let's say this, let's say he didn't talk to her at all. He just walked out, went straight to his car, didn't even approach her. Would she have walked up to him? Uh, probably. You think so? I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, I mean, so I, I mean, I, I don't think so because, like, when you think about it, she's on her phone. She's doing. Oh, her right, thing. right, 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 right. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm so, saying. So no, I, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, she didn't. She didn't greet him. He didn't greet her. Okay, he just, okay. She's on her phone. He never approaches her. Yep. Goes straight to his car. Do you think she would have ran after no, him? No, no. no. So here's what happens. Here's what a lot of people don't realize about sales. Mm-hmm. What he did first was get out of non-existence. Now, from non-existence to not interested, they sound similar, but there's a ten thousand percent increase. Like, it's the difference between no fuel and low fuel. I've gotten, like, somewhere with low fuel before. I I can't start my car with no fuel. They sound similar, but they're very different. Right. So not interested means that basically you have their attention. Okay. Now, when you start creating content, you're like, oh, what if people reject it? Or, you know, I know people, they spend all this time, they put together this idea for this magical post that they're going to put up, and then four people like it. Or they go live, and there's two people on there, one of them is their mom. You know, like, (laughs) and you get get, get discouraged, like, why the hell am I doing this right now? Uh, The reality is this. The first stage of your marketing plan involves getting everyone not interested. Right. You know, when I first started my business, a lot of people were not interested. Today, they call me because after they go from not interested... You need to do what's called follow-up or handle. Mm-hmm. If it's one-on-one, you can handle the objection. In social media and content creation, you follow up and create more. Yep. Now, from there, they become curious. Now, from curiosity, 
Now they become interested. Interested doesn't mean they're going to buy or do anything. It just means that now when you talk, I'm listening. Yeah. I'm giving you my attention. From there, you can finally give your proposal and your messaging that you're doing to people. Then they go to sold and then they go to closed. So content creation is important because they're thinking it's a one-time deal. No, actually content creation is about making sure everyone knows you first. Right. And then from there you can go. And the best, the best proof of that is um, Kylie Jenner, right? She's a billionaire. She's mm -hmm. only 30 years old. Most people don't. Most people that I know don't even buy her products, but they all know who she is. Mm -hmm. So that means that she's got everyone in America at least not yeah. interested. And that's very valuable. <laughs> and, and that's why you create content. She's got everyone in America not interested and she's still a billionaire. Extremely. At least because if you, if you can get people that are not interested, that means they know who you are. Yeah. That means that you have credibility now because you're not a stranger. Yep. And over time, with the follow-up step, step, it works better. So content creation is about getting attention. It's not going to convert usually on your very first post. It's a campaign. Yeah, of course. It takes time. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, so that's why they get discouraged. If you're afraid of rejection, if you're afraid of criticism, you're really you know, hurting yourself because if you can get half the country to hate you, you can become president of the United States. <laughs> you know? And so it's a very... Well, I, I agree. And uh, the amount of videos that, we, that we've done that you know, didn't do well or that flopped or the amount of lives that I did where nobody was watching, you know, I didn't get any likes, whatever it may be, I just kept it up there and I did it and I didn't care if anyone liked it or not. You also have to remember too, like your page, your social media, your brand, people can go back and look on it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So like if you posted a live video from, you know, a year ago that didn't get any likes or, or, you know, favorites or anyone commenting or any, even any viewers, I could still go back and I can now watch that now that I know of you. But if I didn't know you existed, I would never even have, go back to look at it. Exactly. So it, it's really, it's a matter of just going out and doing. Like if yeah. you're somebody that is afraid of putting yourself on social media, you're afraid of not getting any likes, any views or whatever it may be. You're, already, you're failing right from the start. You have to put yourself out there. You have to have people know who you are, your brand. They have to know, if you're in this business specifically, that you're in real estate. Absolutely. Because if not, they, when they go to sell, buy, rent, whatever it may be, they're going to call the person that they know. They're going to call their family, friend. They're going to call their neighbor. But now if they see you on Facebook doing your lives and you're doing your posts and you're sold clothes under contract, your content, whatever it may be, yeah. now they think of you as the, the real estate person, the real estate guy or girl. Exactly. You know, like you said on that podcast uh, we did last week or uh, with Charles, mm -hmm. you know, perception is reality. Yeah. And uh, creating the perception first is the best. And uh, guys, always remember, I think anyone, anyone who's listening, people don't go with the best. They go with the best known. Right. So uh, if you can become the best and the best known, which is what I think you're, you're doing in your business, mm -hmm. um, then you become very powerful. Yeah. But in the meantime, you know, you were like, I don't have the, I don't have the resume for this yet. I don't know. Be the best known. It's better yeah, than being the best. And listen, it's all about being confident too. Yeah. You know, being confident, educating yourself. So that way, if you don't have any sales or you don't have anything to, to go off of, or you don't have the background or maybe the experience, if you at least have the education to where you can almost like fake it until you make it kind sure. of, yeah. and you have that confidence going in on an appointment or making that live video or posting on social media, that radiates. Like people, people will see that right away. But if you're going on an appointment or if you're doing a live video and you have no energy and you're down and you're... And, and you're not confident, people can see that from a mile away. Exactly. So having the education first and the training is so important. And I think that also kind of ties back to the very beginning of, of the episode where we talked about the attrition rate in real estate. I really think that it has a lot to do with training or lack thereof. Yeah. And I mean, I can even, my team is growing every single day. I have new agents, right? And, and it's definitely very difficult to stay on top of the training for them and to make sure that they have the sales training, the real estate training, the ethics training, everything. That's why you and I are going to be partnering up soon and doing some of these together but i can see why the attrition rate is the way that of it course, is yeah. it is such a difficult business to get going in and get started and doing the sales 
but I think the most important thing, which is overlooked, is is training. Like yeah. you should really, before you're going on these appointments, before you're uh, taking buyers out or answering Zillow calls or whatever it is, you have to be trained so that way you can be confident. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I mean, tr- training is. I mean, I can't even believe we have to like sell this yeah. <laughs> sometimes because because the thing about the thing about training is is that anyone who's good at what they do gets training. And I think here's the biggest problem. So I get in the training in the training world, I get two type of clientele. One is someone who's doing well, mm-hmm. and now they're starting to feel resistance in the expansion part, so they want to get training. So they want to make a good thing better. Right. And then another one will come that everything's going wrong, yeah. and they need like to, to fix it. Um, f- understanding training and coaching is like this. People who get a coach are doing something to get better. Mm-hmm. People who go to a doctor are trying to go back to the way they were after they got sick. Yeah. And I think a lot of people treat training or coaching like a doctor instead of a coach. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So I, I, if you're looking to do well in something, you've got to realize, okay, what happens if, what happens if, okay, I spend all this money on Zillow, all these leads start coming in. There's a cost to not being able to convert that. Yeah. You know, so there, there, and then also there's morale issues because a lot of people that's, that are new in the business, they're not coming in with tons of reserves and cash and passive investments. They're like, mm-hmm. this is all I got. Yeah. So I think it's really important to put that together. It's kind of like what the military is. They train you and then you can use the rifle. Everyone wants the <laughs> rifle. And then if it's not working, like, hey, can you train me? Like they want training while they're in war. Yeah. You know, so I, I think the, the biggest component is, is that it's not that hard. Um, a little bit of patience goes a long way. So I think someone taking just a few extra steps to know what they're doing before they can, they can, they can grow uh, makes a big deal. Yeah. But as far as like uh, training and coaching is concerned, it's something I've invested a lot of time, energy and money in. It's not even changed my life, saved my life. It's created me into a different person. Yeah. Uh, because I had someone who literally convinced, convinces me that, hey, look, nothing bad is going to happen to you when we do something that you're really scared of. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of just end up trusting them, and then you do it, and you're like, oh, my God. And that just unlocks a whole new level. Yeah. So would you say that for a newer agent, like getting trained, where can they go? Like what, aside from you guys, right? Obviously, yeah. you are an option. Is there any podcast, any books, anything that you would recommend for somebody to, to, to read or to watch or listen to? Yeah, of course, of course. So, I mean, I think anyone who knows me knows that uh, if you're not coming to me, someone I highly recommend. I mean, in addition, even if you are coming to me, is, is Grant Cardone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, li- I like a lot of his books because they go directly to the root on some things. So like uh, if you've never done sales in your entire life, you don't know anything about it, Sell or Be Sold is a good book. Okay. Uh, by Grant Cardone, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Of course. Uh, the Millionaire Booklet by Grant Cardone is great because a lot of people don't like to read. Yeah. Uh, and that book is about 45 minutes cover to cover. Oh, so awesome. it's less than an hour. Um, you know, another, another thing too is uh, as far as podcasts, there's a lot of good podcasts out mm-hmm. there. I think uh, you want to find something that isn't the motivation. You want application. So I don't want to be biased and, and, and maybe put someone in the wrong light. Uh, what I'd rather do is I would say this, when you're looking for a podcast, one is, uh, I don't know if people know this, but the second largest search engine besides Google is YouTube. Mm-hmm. It, even though it's a video site, it's actually a search engine, wow. just videos. That's what people don't realize. So it's the second largest one outside of Google. I didn't know that. Yeah. So when you're YouTubing something, what you want to do is you want to find certain people that match certain elements of what you want to do. Um, you know, I, I, I like the Handsome Home Buyer podcast for real estate Me investors. Too. I yep. really like that. I like the Dan O'Neill show. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet plug. Yeah, Thank so, you. Um, but, but most importantly, I would say look for something uh, objective and try not to, 
what I think most people will be surprised about me is that I actually don't bounce around a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't read like 70 different books. Yeah. I like to go in one direction and really roll with that. Yep. So if you find something good, dig deeper into that before you say, okay, I'm going to grab this. I'm going to go do that. I'm, you know, I'm going to read Robert Kiyosaki and then Tony Robbins and Grant Cardone. I'm going to read this. And be careful with that because... It's almost so, it's like information overload to a certain extent totally, too. Totally. And there's different type of formulas, right? Like I like Chinese food. I like sushi. I like Italian food. <laughs> I, like, I like Indian food. I like Turkish food. Why am I saying these? They're all good, but try and put them all together and bake yeah. that and see how that'll come out. Mm-hmm. It'll taste terrible. Yeah. So there's a bunch of ways to get to good, but you can't mix them. So, you know, like Dave Ramsey talks about no debt. Mm-hmm. Grant Cardone talks about debt to leverage to make more money. Now you're yeah. listening to Grant, you're listening to Dave. Two different, it's two different things. You know what I mean? Both totally opposite. Yeah. Uh, agreed. And, and that's what a lot of people I think struggle with too in the real estate business. They're, they're listening to people who maybe don't have the experience or who maybe are doing things differently and they're, they're getting all this information from so many different people and it's almost information overload or they're all compelling and different uh, subjects and then they don't succeed. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like maybe the broker uh, is giving them information that might not be correct or maybe they're listening to another uh, agent or a lender and they have so many people telling them so many different things that they can't just focus on the four legs or, or a few different things that could make them successful. And I think it's important too to find what makes you successful because that might be what makes me successful is different than what makes you successful and vice versa yeah so every person is 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 different and individual in that sense and it's super important to if you're good at cold calling you need to hammer cold calling that should be your stick if you're good at social media and you're good at marketing and advertising you should hammer marketing and advertising and that should be your stick you have to have something that separates yourself and that makes you unique in your individual market otherwise you're just going to be one of the other 30,000 people that are doing the same exact thing and totally. I think that's what you and I both succeed in very well is being unique and different and separating ourselves. And I think that whether you have one follower, 100 followers or 40,000, whatever it may be, it's incredibly important to do that and to separate yourself and create the brand and the content like we are doing today here at Colga, what you guys are doing at Tilry Success Solutions. And that was my two minute rant. No, I love that. <laughs> no, it, 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 it's, it's totally true. It's totally true. You know, information is, is useful when it's applied and when you find your flow, it works a lot better. Yeah, and yeah. I think, you know, your point of you know work on what makes you stronger, mm-hmm. you know, really helps with that. And I think people should, if you're going to study, I think that's awesome. But apply it, and then you'll really get gains from it. You know, of sort of like the, I mean, I love listening. Old, just so you know, like half the stuff that's inspired me and helped me grow my business had nothing to do with real estate. Yeah, absolutely nothing to do with real estate. I look yeah. at a concept here, and I'm like, okay, that, that could be applied well there. Of course. You know, so uh, you know, there's been some automotive sales training that I saw that I t- took part in not even working in a car dealer and I've yeah. trained car dealerships too uh, but <laughs> that's awesome yeah but the thing is is that like I saw some principles that work you can bring it that over there too so if you guys like other things too you can really apply it and, and make it good but yeah you have to just be a well-rounded person and, and you know and then, and then do that's the biggest piece fail too it's okay like I fail yeah. 70% of the time Yep. 70% of the time it doesn't work, but the 30% that does, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as we wrap this up, we have a lot of cool things coming out. We, me and you, you are going to be doing some trainings. You're going to be working with my team for sure. We have our new agent podcast going on with Charles, the handsome yeah. home buyer, where we're going to be bringing on 10, I believe he said, yeah. new agents. We're going to be kind of going through their process step-by-step step with them to try and help uh, double, triple, quadruple their business. Guy's a genius. Yes, he is a genius. <laughs> Shout out to Charles. Um, you have a lot going on too between the real estate protege, like you mentioned earlier. You've got some apps and some more um, software and CRMs coming out. So, do you want to just talk about some of the the interesting and, and unique stuff that you guys have coming out? Sure, sure. So we have a we actually we can't give you information on, but I will give you a little like spoiler. 
Uh, April 7th, we'll be doing the largest real estate virtual event. Uh, we're going to have some of the best people in the industry speaking there. And our keynote speaker is Grant Cardone. So that's he's awesome. going to be a part of that. So that's, that's something I want to bring to everyone's attention because I think that's going to be awesome. It's going to be one of the best events out there. We're going to give so much information away. I'm going to give you 10 years experience in five hours. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh the next piece is is that um you know we have we have real, the show real estate protege coming out which will uh you yep. know we'll, we'll release in march where people will compete uh for an opportunity uh a recruit under a high producing uh agent all right so it's uh yeah so they'll be working under brian carp and uh you know and that's an amazing opportunity for someone new i think us if we were rookies we would have been um, oh like, my God. competing on that show yeah, I paid a homeless guy to go stand on his car for 20 minutes just to get his attention one time when I was when I was a brand new agent. And now, you know, I'm able to sit across from him, have him on the show and, and yeah. text back and forth and talk to him all the time. It's really cool. But as a rookie or somebody brand new, that's an amazing opportunity. And that show is going to be awesome, too. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. He's, he's really fun to work with. Uh, mm -hmm. Awesome guy. And what we have coming out, we're going to be rolling it out towards the end of the year. But we're going to be able to bring a lot more things to agents now where we can handle their media production, their management systems, train them. In addition to that, have fully customized, integrated websites, mobile applications, wow. store it on our servers and host it. And we have customized software that we hold the back end to now for training applications all across the country. So That's amazing. this is something where literally when, when, when you're going to be able to come to us, you're going to be able to have a whole ecosystem that works under you, that you can host everything, do everything, have it all in one place. You own the content, secure, and... Um, it's going to be, relatively speaking, it's actually going to be significantly cheaper than all the other competition. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you're looking for training, if you're looking for a production company to come do some videos for you, some content, this is your guy right here. Thank Absolutely. you for, uh, for coming on. I appreciate you. You are the real estate wizard. Well, thank you. We'll shake hands here. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to episode four of the Dan O'Neill Show here at Colca Interactive, available exclusively at Colca. Thank you to my guest here for episode number four, J.B. Bolvenin. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Let's go Islanders. Have a great so, day. Don't forget to subscribe. Oh, yes. Like and subscribe. <laughs>